Welcome back, podcast fans. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and this is Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. So what week is not a crazy week? Uh, This one has been very interesting. Um, uh, If you are looking at a video, I am like rearranging my office. Finally, we have... Um, finished the last phase of renovations, just have a little painting to do. And so I am finally moving in to the final office space and have to put some finishing touches on the furniture, put all of my memorabilia, Elizabeth and Caroline pieces and all the things that they made me as they were growing up back on my shelving and whatnot. Uh, So that's exciting. Um, but it has been, it has been quite interesting. And I want to chat with you about a couple things before I lead into, uh, my interview this week. So as I sit here drinking my tea, um, I, uh, have been running some ads on social, trying to get some folks into my coaching program that I've been talking to you about for a while. Uh, It's the third run. And I think, uh, we finally have the, you know, the final product, the final program for the special needs advocacy and um, planning program, SNAP, which some people have said, that's not a good name for it, because that's the old food stamps program. I get it. Uh, You know, SNAP is an acronym for a lot of things, but I like it. So it's a SNAP. So I like it. I'm using it. I get it. It's an acronym for a lot of different things, but I like it. So we're using it. Okay. So the SNAP program, the ads are out there. And uh, I did not anticipate that this was going to bring out some haters uh, or maybe not haters, but some frustration. Okay, so frustration, what is that looking like? Um, I've had a few people really freak out on me about the cost and not just the cost, but like, why am I charging money for this? This stuff should be free. But a few people, one person in particular has gone very far as to say, I shouldn't be charging for this. And I personally, Annette Hines, should be ashamed of myself and I should be donating my time and I should start a nonprofit and like literally telling me all the things I should be doing with my life. Um, so um, this person is just angry and um, you know what? I kind of get it. Like uh, if any of you have read my book, Butterflies and Second Chances, uh, you will know that for many years I was angry girl And angry girl was mad at everybody and everything because my life, I perceived my life was so hard and everybody else's life just looked so much better to me. I thought that, why, why, why does this person have a house on Cape Cod and I don't? Why does this person get to go on vacation? Why does this person have the perfect nanny? Uh, or the perfect nurse. Uh, why? How come this person has a job? How come this person's kid, you know, is learning to walk and my kid doesn't? You know, just on and on and on. You know, why does this person have a husband who has a great job and that they get to stay home and I have to go to work every day and it's so hard? And it just was like sour grapes. And it was poisoning me. And because I was poisoned, my kids were poisoned, my family was poisoned. Everything about our lives, it just spread. I don't want to go into a long thing about, you know, how we all overcame that. And it wasn't in a day, trust me. Um, it was a lot of hard work and it it and I struggle with it every day, all the time because now my Elizabeth is not here with us anymore. And I still fight the urge all the time to look around me and say, why not me? Why is my kid gone? And your kid is still here with you. Um, You know, that's hard. Uh, I, 
I, I, I still, that creeps in. It just does. So, ma'am, you know, and the people who piled on with you, well, I don't understand your personal journey and I will never pretend to. I, I know that this life can make us angry. But here's what I'm here to say. Why are we chewing on each other? <laughs> like, what, why are we, you know, as people who are struggling ourselves, attacking each other? You know, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Last year, I did a series on autism and talked to a, a few people in the autism community uh, based on an, a series of articles that had been done uh, and some interviews that had been done by the Today Show and um, in their uh, you know blog, Today Show blogs and everything called Autism Wars. Nice, nice title, right? Autism Wars. And it was about self-advocates. So people with autism who were out in the world, you know, self-advocates, um, higher functioning, although we hate that word, I know, um, who had careers, jobs, lives, that sort of thing. And then people who were profoundly impaired, who were represented by their parents, predominantly guardians, etc. And there, there was, you know, a lot of attacking going on back and forth. You don't represent me. You don't represent me. And that sort of thing. Why? You know, and discussing, you know, why, why are we at each other and are we at each other or is it really the outside world that is pitting us against each other? It was an awesome conversation and it is an awesome conversation that's going on right now. So I, you know, I kind of, uh, hearkened back to that conversation as I was thinking about, um, what was happening in this small scale with, uh, what I'm trying to do with these courses and coaching programs. And look, I, you know, for a minute, I got my feelings hurt. I'm over it. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I love coaching families and uh, self-advocates and other professionals who really care about the disability community. It is efficient cost effective um much more effective than the work that i do as an attorney the work i do as an attorney is very important and i don't need to sit here and defend myself um, and my life i've had a lot of hardships i've served a lot of people i you know my life is my own and I get to decide what I do with it. Right. Um, and social media, it's easy to attack. We all know that. Um, but I'm sad about how difficult our lives can be as people in the disability community. I'm sad that uh, putting an ad out there for a course and a coaching program that people desperately need, you know, really triggers somebody and makes them so angry because it's out of their reach. I will work with anybody who wants and needs this. Please contact me. I will work with you to make this available to you. Please don't get angry. Just come and talk to me. That's what I want to say. Um, let's not be at each other's throats. Uh, I, I want to channel my inner Heather Monahan. <laughs> Heather Monahan is a phenomenal podcaster, author, speaker, coach. Uh, thank you, Heather Monahan, for providing me with the tools I needed to approach this with grace. I've been listening to you since you started and, um, 
You have been such a great mentor to me. You'll never know how much you have meant to me since you started. Uh, I hope that uh, someday I can pay you back for all the lessons you have taught me. So anyway, um, Heather Monahan, Creating Confidence. Check out her podcast and her books, books, two books. Um, I was really fortunate to meet this gentleman, Eric Jorgensen, who has a great program called the um, True North Disability Planning. And True North Disability Planning is a um, used to be called Special Needs Navigator, and it is a great resource. Um, so I am really lucky to call him friend. He talks to us today about his uh, his life journey, which has not been easy, and about the resources that he's created with these um, these great transition maps and. Um, this is the podcast episode this week. We talked a little bit about the harshness of people judging us. And here we go. And I'm here with Eric Jorgensen, who I feel I've had, I've had multiple conversations with now, and I'm kind of feeling like I can call him friend at this point. Is that okay with you, Eric? That would be an honor, Annette. Thank you. An honor for me too. It has been awesome having conversations with this guy. Um, I... Um, just, uh, I can say I'm like incredibly impressed with everything that you've gotten done. Um, you've been through a lot in your life and I'm going to ask you, you know, to kind of tell us a little bit about your, your journey. Um, but what you've created is also really impressive and you're so humble about it and you're kind of like, you know, aw shucks a, a bit about it as well. And, uh, but but I really love it. And I, um, I'm talking right now with Eric um, over the last, you know, couple months about how to, how to do some business together so that we can join forces. He has almost a polar opposite skill set than what I have. And it has been so fun trying to figure out how we can put those jigsaw pieces together to come up with some things that would really bring out the best in both of us and provide something absolutely stunning for, um, for the disability communities that we serve. So, all right, Eric, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Uh, the last time we tried to get this podcast recorded, there was a, like a mini meltdown in my house, which is unfortunately not an um, unusual event. Uh, and he was so gracious to say, uh, let's do this another time. So we did. So here we are. Thank you so much for this. And welcome to the show. And let's start by talking about, you know, your background and a little bit about your journey. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your family and, and who you are? Sure. And I, I hope I live up to all the hype. I mean, wow, <laughs> that was probably the best introduction I've ever gotten. I wish I'd recorded it so I could just send it to other people and say, okay, if I come on your podcast, this is what you got to say. Um, no, and, and I'm going to preface all this by saying, hopefully I don't have any issues, but as I shared before we hit record, today is the very first day that I've had staff here for my son. Mm -hmm. And he has been very clear. He does not want staff. Uh, Self-direction didn't work out for us, which is why I went to an agency. And so with regards to meltdowns, Mm. fingers crossed <laughs> I can get through this without any on my own end on my end um, if, if not the third time will be the charm no problem but with all that being said I um I think I came into this a bit later in life you know you've been very open on your podcast sharing how you came into this which is what led me to following up with you and reaching out to you um I've only been doing this in air quotes only for about 10 years you know I uh, my son is on the spectrum. You know, he's got an intellectual disability, some other challenges, but my wife was always the one who took care of all that. I was active duty military. I was on submarines. I was gone most of the time. There was a five-year stretch where I would come home every three or four months for two to three weeks. And I think any mom out there will tell you the worst thing you can do is try to insert yourself when they've got a good thing going. 
and try mm-hmm. to, you know, um, so that she, she very, um, she was very firm in, in just telling me to, to stay in my lane without saying stay in your lane. Uh, and, and that came crashing down the year I was supposed to retire. I was supposed to retire in June of 2012. And then in Mar- late March of 2012, I was starting what we call terminal leave, which is the vacation they give the military members to start transitioning from military into a civilian mindset, kind of deprogramming, look for jobs, get used to uh, figuring out what you're going to do post-military life. The day I started started that terminal leave, I was going to go to Connecticut because my wife and I, we own a house in Connecticut. Uh, and we were living in Maryland for three years because I, I'd finally been able to find somewhere for us to live together. And she was able to bring my son down. We were, we were finally a unit again. Um, but that day, that evening, I, I, before I drove up to Connecticut, I found her having an altered mental state in the living room. By the time I got her to the hospital, she had had six hemorrhagic strokes. So it wasn't, there wasn't any medication they could do to, to break the clot or anything. It was, a, it was a brain bleed in six different sections of her brain. Um, in her, well, three different sections of her brain, but just really bad brain bleeds. Her heart was pumping out clots. Um, she lapsed into a coma that day and stayed in a coma for about a, about a week. Um, if any of the listeners have ever watched the show House, um, that's what it felt like. I was, uh, you know, I lost track of how many to- doctors I would c- talk to any given day. I had a notepad to keep track of everybody, but fair to say, I was probably talking to six or seven different specialists every day as they tried to figure out what was causing this. Why was this otherwise healthy 44 year old woman dying in the ICU? Um, they found out it was a, a really rare auto- autoimmune disease called HLH, which is historically found in children, and it's usually diagnosed posthumously. And uh, I didn't have an autopsy, so I can't say definitively, but they think it was caused by an underlying condition like cancer or something else that went undetected. And it just weakened her immune system enough for it to come in. So all that happened. um, And then I, I took her off life support on April 4th, because there's just, it was clear there was no longer any hope. Her, Her brain scan uh, the way it was explained to me is that a typical CAT scan shows a lot of ridges, a lot of ridges, and, and um, her brain scan was totally flat from all the blood, and, and they were talking about taking off a section of her skull. And I'm not going to go too much more graphic, but I just wanted to maintain what little dignity she had remaining. Um, so we, we, uh, you know, I opted to take her off life support, and we did not have advanced directives and, or anything else in place. Um, her family and I have never talked about it, but her family and I are not in contact now. So I, I do feel like there might be some bad blood there, um, you know, but it, it just, that's, that, that's where it started. This whole thing with me doing what I do started. I became a single dad leaving the Navy um, in two months. With, so I had no job. I had no caregiver. I had no clue what to do as a parent because for the last 12 years, I was a part-time parent at best, um, you know, because I just, you know, my wife handled everything. And then you add to it all the complexities of what should I be doing for his disability? Not much less, what should I be doing to main, run a house? How do I pay the bills? What bills need to be paid? When do they need to be paid? I never thought about any of that. But, but also the what therapies is he supposed to have? What am I supposed to be doing to get him ready to transition into high school? You know, all of that stuff. And then when I started asking, hey, what do I need to do? What should I be thinking about? I got a lot of wishy-washy, well, you could do this. You might want to do this. Have you thought about this? And I'm like, look, I, I, I'm a doer. Um, I don't need you to give me ideas. I need you to tell me, go do this. I don't want to think right now. I've got enough on my plate. I'm trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do when I retire from the Navy, which is in, oh, two months. Um, Just tell me what to do. I was able to extend my retirement in the Navy six months. So I ended up retiring December 31st of 2012. And then I had an amazing boss who just let me take about three months to get my stuff together. Um, So i I don't remember the period between April and August very well. Um, 
you know, but somehow I got my son into school and, and all, you know, all of that stuff. And as I, as I came up for air and I started looking around, I'm like, I'm a pretty well-educated guy. And I'm a, I'm going to say it, I'm a, I'm a cis white male and it's this hard for me. What's going on for all of those people that don't have the means that I have, that don't have the educational background that I have? What are they doing? How are they getting by? And, and it, when I started digging deeper, I found out they're not. They're, they're not getting the support. They're not, you know, they don't even know that they should be asking for the support. So I, I thought my answer back then was I'm going to be a financial advisor because I didn't have life insurance. I, as I mentioned, we didn't have an advanced directive. Everything, all the planning done had been for me. If I die, because I was in combat zones, I was in, I was in harm's way all the, I don't want to say all the time, but it's, it's inherently dangerous to go underway on a, on a nuclear submarine or a nuclear aircraft carrier. There, there's just inherent danger there. Um, mm -hmm. Never mind the areas where I served. Um, so we, all the planning had been for me, but we never really thought what was the risk of stay at home mom? What's, what's the risk? So I, I became a financial advisor, um, tried that for, for many years in different iterations. It just never scratched the itch. Yes, I believe in financial planning. Yes, I believe in life insurance. I believe in estate planning. I believe in all of that. But there's people out there who are really good at it. And I never was. Um, it was never my passion. It was, I hate selling. Um, and, and for things like insurance, you do have to sell it because mm -hmm. people typically don't come and say, I want insurance unless they don't qualify. Um, so you have to be good at sales. And I, I didn't enjoy sales. Um, and I, I, I really wanted to solve the bigger problem of how is somebody supposed to know what they're supposed to be doing if everybody, if all the professionals that are out there are waiting for you to tell them what you want or what you need, yeah, there, there's a huge disconnect there. Um, so that led to me starting Special Needs Navigator in 2017. I incorporated it in 2020. Uh, between 2017 and 2020, it was a part-time job that I was doing as a financial advisor. And then in 2020, um, I had cancer. And they literally removed the left side of my face. So if you can draw an imaginary line from the bottom of your ear to the side of your lip on your left, and just imagine everything above that and below the eye, your bottom eyelid coming off. Um, they, they, because I had a stage two melanoma uh, that, that when I was at being treated by the VA, they told me, if you wait for us to treat you, we don't know that we'll get to you in time. We rarely recommend you go to another doctor, another surgeon. So I was fortunate enough to be enrolled in Hopkins. Hopkins did the surgery. And knock on wood, it's, I've been, you know, three years cancer-free this March. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, that recovery time gave me a lot of time to think. And it, it really solidified, if I leave this earth have I left the impact I want to make? And the answer at that time was no, because I still hadn't addressed this bigger issue of it is too hard for the average person to find out what they qualify for and, and reach out and get those benefits in place. Um, that is my, my life's mission is, is changing that. So in 2020, I rebranded to True North Disability Planning. And Annette, you've shared this the same, the same thing about special needs. Um, you, you, when you own a business and your goal is to help people, you have to make your company name something that people are going to search for. Yeah. And, um, I, I ultimately decided that true North disability planning was just, if I'm going out there and talking about euphemisms and, and different slang for, for, instead of just saying you have a disability, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth. If I have a company named special needs navigator. So I, I changed the name True North Disability Planning, and, that, and that's where I am now, working. Uh, I've built roadmaps for people to download and purchase where they, you know, by state. It was a <laughs> took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take, but I've, I've, yeah. I've mapped out, literally mapped out what you have to do no matter what state you live in, including D.C. I would have done it for the territories, but as I learned, there's really nothing for you if you live in one of the U.S. territories, Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam, 
they're, they're even even so even your SSI is going to be lower than what you'll get in the states. Um, but that that's a long way of going into um, my background and how I got to to where I am now. And you've been such a between you, your son, and your wife. God rest her soul. You've been such a heavy user. You've touched the healthcare system, the disability system, um, you know, public benefits, if you will, so deeply, um, you know, through your personal experience, which is really where all the best people come from. You know, this is through, this is how all the best ideas are born and created, but not everybody can execute. But I think that you have executed something truly unique with these, these plans, these disability plans. Um, and the roadmaps are really amazing. But you've had some difficulty kind of getting them out there. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. You know, so first and foremost, the roadmaps are, let's talk about them a little bit more. Let's go a little deeper. They are they are really this um, this bonkable. I like bonkable. You can bonk on, you know, each piece where you can get more information. So let's say you're you're someone in Massachusetts who has um, a person that you care for who has an intellectual disability, and you're trying to figure out more about how to get services. So if you're interested in social security, you know, you, you click on that link and you can find out more about social security and applications, or you want to know more about the intellectual disability waiver in our state. So you click there on the agency that serves our state because it's different in every state, right? Um, so frustrating because there's no one door in each state and certainly not federally. Um, but that's what you are trying to help. These complex systems that we have, it's so unfair. The most vulnerable population has it the hardest. Um, and that's what you found out when you started to look into this. And your wife, she had done her best to figure it out for your son and had sort of said to you, you go do your piece of this, Eric, and you, you know, you go fight in the wars and you, you handle the submarine, right? And I got this at home. But then when she all of a sudden wasn't there anymore, you came back and you were like, what the heck? What do I do now? And nobody had the answer for you because it hadn't been scripted out. Okay. So, you know, I'm trying to help people with that from my end of things because I want people to have their plan written out, their life plan written out. But you're also trying to help people by having their roadmap so that they can, you know, figure these things out if they get dropped into it. So um, I know I just kind of scratched the surface. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what that roadmap looks like and what you're trying to accomplish here? Yeah, let me start with what I'm trying to accomplish first, because I, I want to acknowledge that what I want to accomplish isn't, it can't be done by just me. I envision a time when disability planning becomes a category, just like estate planning and financial planning. So if you can kind of visualize a Venn diagram, you have estate planning where you have special needs trust, you have guardianship or support decision-making. I, I recognize support decision-making isn't a legal framework, but bear with me. Mm -hmm. um, you have all of those things that on the, on the legal side. And then you have ABLE accounts and life insurance and retirement planning and all of that other stuff over on the financial planning side. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have a financial advisor who's better versed than most who can help you with public benefits, at least making you aware that they exist, you know, SSI and, and things like that. But in between those two, where they intersect, there's people falling through the cracks. One, maybe they don't think they make enough money or they have enough assets to work with either a financial advisor or an attorney or both. And two, even if they are working with them, they're not getting the information about state Medicaid waivers, about, um, things like affordable connectivity program, things, all these things that can help 
our our families really get the supports they need for their their individuals. So that is my overarching vision and mission is making disability planning a thing. I want it to be a category, a real thing, but it cannot be Eric Jorgensen, True North Disability Planning doing it by by myself. Um, you know, so so the roadmap was my my first attempt at saying for those of you that want to do it yourself and there, there are many of you out there that are like me that are just you know i'm a bull in a china shop just just i will figure this out come hell or high water just give me some tools um until i can't and then i go hire a professional but i'm going to try it on my own first so the roadmap what i've done is i've said okay let's start let's let's start with the and air quotes, easiest thing first. What are because I want people to build momentum. So when you look at the when you get the roadmap and you you go through the, the first two pages, the first page to three pages, depending on your state and depending on how many waivers your state has, is going to be an overlay of your state. It's going to have a picture of your state, you know, the, the little outline of your state, and it's going to have all of the Medicaid programs on that picture. And those those programs are going to be hyperlinked. So if you have a IDD waiver or a KD Beckett waiver, you click on that, it's going to take you, before you get any deeper into the roadmap, it's going to take you to that, that website for the KD Beckett waiver or the IDD waiver. And then you, you go through a little deeper. There's a timeline that you can use. A lot of, I've seen a lot of great timelines out there. So this is certainly not a novel approach. Um, and then you start getting into the actual checklist. And the checklist is designed for you to go from top to bottom, because the things that you're going to have you doing in the, at first are usually going to be the easiest things to apply for. And we need wins. We need wins early out the gate because otherwise yes. it's so easy to say, you know what? I quit. Yeah. So uh, easy to get discouraged for sure. And you know, you know you, one of the points that we really have to make here is it's not that people, you know, want to geek out like, Sometimes I do, and I know sometimes you do, but sometimes people don't have a choice. People don't have the money to hire us, you know, and I want to talk to you about that next. Um, people have to try to do it themselves, and there aren't enough people out there to help. So, of course, they've got to try to put this stuff together on their own. So this is a grand idea, and why not Eric Jorgensen, truenorthdisability.com? Why not? Right? It's a start. It's a start. It's better than not having truenorthdisability.com. Yeah, yeah, and every avalanche starts with a pebble, right? I mean, there's got to be a catalyst. Um, it's like that little boy with the starfish on the beach. Yeah. Yes. Goes back one. And, you know, why? Well, at least he saved one. Yep. So at least one person can get helped, at least one family. Um, so I've been having um, a tough time this last, you know, couple of days with um, some Facebook ads that have been going out about my uh, course and coaching program, my signature course and coaching program that I've been talking to you about. I've had a couple of people who have been objecting to the pricing of my program and, um, a particular person has been telling me that I should be ashamed of myself, that I should be offering my services for free. And also, you know, why don't I like start a nonprofit and be helping people that, you know, people are broke and people are tired and, you know, I'm taking advantage of all the disabled people out there. So I know you've experienced this as well that, you know, people have said similar things to you, maybe not publicly, where everybody can jump on the bandwagon and continue to shame me <laughs> or try to shame me. I don't feel ashamed, by the way. I worked hard to get where I am. And I have helped thousands of people for free. And I do a lot of free things, including this podcast. Um, and but, people have um, choice. People have choice. They don't and have, people have choice. And, you know, I, my story is out there for everybody to, to read, you know, my, my book is out there. Anybody who has read my story knows that I went bankrupt trying to, you know, 
give my daughter medical care. And, you know, I have been through a lot. Um, so, um, Pat, by the way, who is, you know, trying to, trying to make me feel ashamed of what I do. Um, I, I feel for you, honey. I know that this life is hard that we go through. We do not have to pile on to each other. I will be happy to talk to you anytime. And, you know, I'm sorry that you are in pain because I, I feel your pain. I really do. That's um, the crabs in the bucket analogy I've used in the past where you throw a bunch of crabs in a bucket and as one tries to escape, the other ones pull them down instead of lifting them out. Yeah. And all they're doing is pinching each other. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so I know that you have had this experience where people have been pushing back and like, you know, they need the information, but they don't want to pay you. How are you dealing with that? We have a lot of guilt us, you know, us disabled parents. How do, how do you deal with it? Or are you dealing with it? Um, in the beginning, I did a lot of work with my business coach because she was on my case all the time about me raising my prices. Mm -hmm. And I think what was sank in, because I wanted to give everything away for free and, and help and, and, you know, um, but, but what sank in is if I cannot make enough money to keep my business afloat, then I can't help anybody. Right. Um, and I don't have to, and, and I, I have control. I can, I can price my services at tiers. And I do, uh, I do have a lot of free content, my podcast, my YouTube channel, right. you know, I have handouts for free and then I have lower, lower price. I have a paid newsletter. I have the roadmaps. Those are, those are what I would term af affordable for just about everybody. For most mm -hmm. people, you know, it, would it put you out a little bit? Yeah, it, it would. But I, th I would argue what you're getting from it would pay, us, would, would pay dividends. And then my time is valuable. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for that. Right. Um, you know, I charge quite a bit for my time. And, and I acknowledge that as well. You know, my hourly rate is 450 um, you know, I, I acknowledge that I'm expensive. The reason I charge what I charge is because if I am helping one person in a one-on-one -on -one hourly session, that is time that I can't spend writing newsletters, uh, creating YouTube channels, YouTube videos for my channel, creating podcast content, mm -hmm. which would all be free. That's time taking away from that. And it needs to happen. I, I do need to give one-on-one -on -one consulting because that's what's keeping my business running. Right. And it's paying for all of the other free content. So I, I guess when you, with regards of how am I dealing with it, I'm not a fan of the term dealing. Um, I, I think I've, I've accepted that I deserve to be paid for my time because I, I don't, blink when I pay my coach her, you know, her fee. I don't blink when I'm paying my therapist his fee. I cringe a little bit when I'm paying my business attorney, but I, I feel like I, I feel like he's worth every penny and more. Why is it always the attorneys? You know, <laughs> Nobody wants to pay us. <laughs> you know, you know what it is with the attorney is I don't know what I'm paying him until after, until after everything's done. My business coach, my therapist, they have fixed rates. I know I'm going to be working with them for an hour. So I know what the fee is going to be. Or my business coach, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hiring her for six months. I know what my rate is. My business attorney, I just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and it's with that in mind that I created, I, I, because I don't like that hourly model, I really try to get people to buy, pay for me using the packages I created instead so they have a fixed price. I hear you. I just, I don't like the hourly model. I did just, you know, I don't want to feel like I have to watch the clock every six minutes ago. Oh, there's another, you know. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I just want to note that we've been on this podcast for quite a bit and your son is doing okay. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I don't know if he's out of his bedroom. The staff, the staff got here at nine and my son hasn't been, I think he went and took a shower and went back in his room. So, yep. But yeah, nothing not has exploded yet. So, very good. I mean, unlike the first time we tried to get on the podcast and we had meltdowns going on all over the place at my house. So, a uh, little different situation, but still. Okay. 
So, um, so we're doing good. All right. So I know that the plan is world domination, but no, I'm just kidding. You're not though, because it is. <laughs> Eric is actually a lot more subtle than I am. Um, he doesn't plan for world domination. I do, but he doesn't. Um, but I am trying to convince him that, you know, that should be his goal. We think together that some form of written plans plus the educational goals and the courses and coaching, you know, combined would really work out well. I think it would be awesome if our podcast audiences, because I appeared on his podcast and then he is now appearing on my podcast. If we could hear from you all and you could tell us what you think. Now that you've listened to both podcasts, you should show up and give us some feedback and let us know what you think. How should we work together to show up in our best way for the disability community? It'd be awesome and, to know. And let's give them a little more context too, because you, you hinted at the fact that you and I are on you know, polar opposites. Um, from my point of view, Annette is one of the most empathetic people that I've, that I've met. And, and that's a really positive thing because she can really get you. And um, she just, and she puts so much content into her courses and, and a lot of free content out there. I'm the much more there. Um, I'm more, I don't know which side of the brain it is, but I'm more logical. I, I think in sequences, I'm very, very process oriented. Um, I use the term not squishy. You know, I, yeah. even went, <laughs> I even tried to get, you know, I did get a degree in social work to try to improve my squishiness and yeah, it didn't take. So like, I'm not the person you want in your corner going rah, rah, you know, which everybody needs. Everybody needs that cheerleader in their corner. And that's where well, Annette comes deeper. in. But let's go yeah. deeper on that. So I'm a big thinker. I can create something really amazing the big idea but eric is going to find all the details and how to execute on that idea okay so that's why the two sides of the coin are going to work for you and that's why when we met there was like oh you know the sparks were flying definitely so that's where we want to think about Okay, so those really detailed roadmaps that he has, those are the kinds of things that kind of drive me bonkers. You know, I think you, you all know if you've listened to this podcast at all, the ADD brain that I have, I can't sit still very long. It's hard for me to follow, you know, through on those executions. I have a great team behind me. I am so, so lucky they put up with me as long as they have. I mean, they are like gold, um, but that's where coming up with a project and, you know, let me tell you, every time I come back from another meeting and I'm like, I have another great idea. They all go running for the hills. They're like, oh my God, another great idea from Annette. What a shocker. So, you know, but Eric hasn't been worn out yet. There you go. Um He's laughing hysterically. You can't see him because it's a podcast, but he is. Uh, so we need to think about, okay, so how can we take these written detailed roadmaps with all those little boinkable things that he does and how to incorporate that into the videos and the one-on-one -on -one or the group, you know, touchy-feely, those are his words, not mine, connections that I make with the people. Very well summed up. Yeah. That. And I, I was <laughs> laughing really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. He almost fell off his chair. It was funny. It was funny. So I like your microphone too, Eric. That's pretty cool. Thank you. So I think the last thing that I really want to talk about before we have to sign off, because this um, podcast is going a little bit long. Um, you've been through a lot. I think, you know, some people would kind of call it a lot of tragedy, but you do 
for somebody who, you know, kind of doesn't call himself very people oriented and, you know, not very empathetic, um, do you, you still have a pretty positive outlook in life. Where I don't do you, see how they're mutually exclusive, but. But, but, okay. All right. I, I accept that. But, but where do you pull from? Where do you draw that, draw that from? And, you know, so, you know, when, when I, when I kind of get heckled from Facebook and social and, you know, you've really made it when the trolls come out and, or when, when you start getting those negative comments from people that are just really having a hard time. Um, how do you, how do you stay positive and focused and where, where does that come from? Where do you draw from and, and how do you give advice to people? Like what's the first thing you want to say to people to keep them positive and moving forward when they need to? Wow. Um, that's a tough question to answer. Of I will course. tell you what. You think I'm going to throw you a softball at the end of this? No. <laughs> I will tell you, I, I, I'm not on social media very much. So even if somebody was complaining about me, I wouldn't probably wouldn't see it. I use a, um, I use a tool called Zoho to make all my, all my posts. So I'll spend like an hour, well, maybe not that long, maybe a half hour every morning making posts for the week and then they just publish. So I don't really see them go out. Um, but how do I stay positive? It's. Maybe it's because of everything I have been through. You know, I will tell you when I was younger, I was a very negative person. I, um, a lot of people don't, who don't know me tell me they have a hard time visualizing this, but me in my 20s and 30s was a person I didn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be around. Uh, I was just very negative, very angry all the time. I had to let go of a lot of personal trauma. Mm. Um, and I, I, think, I think it was working through that and acknowledging that, Life is going to suck sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. but to, for life to suck, you have to be alive to be living it. Mm -hmm. So the alternative is you're dead. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean that flippantly. I mean, I'm a guy who has had a couple near-death experiences, most recently cancer. Um, I don't want to be dead. I'm not ready to be dead yet. Mm -hmm. So how can I make the most out of what I'm going through? Uh, you know, is it... And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I don't believe everything's there to teach you or everything happens for a reason. My wife didn't die for a freaking reason. She died because of a, of, of a disease. It, 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 you know, I refuse to believe, and I'm at the risk of getting you some more hate mail. Um, I refuse to believe <laughs> that it happened because of, there was a bigger purpose. Um, yeah. I, I just don't buy into that. I know. Um, I, I'm with you. I have the same feelings about my daughter passing away. There's no but greater I, purpose or whatever about that. And I, but I recognize people don't know what else to say and, and they struggle and they don't know how to, right. how to you know, I, I recognize that. So I try to have grace. It's easier now, 10 years out than it was when it was raw a year or two after it happened. There you go. Um, but that, but that you just said it, you have grace. I grace try. is with you. I try. <laughs> I try. I try to... And, and this has come with a lot of a lot of coaching and you know working with the therapists and stuff, um, and you know a lot of internal work is, you know I'm not perfect, so where do I get off expecting anybody else to be not perfect because I don't expect anybody to be perfect, but like you, how do you expect them to know what you need at any given time? Does that make sense? I mean I don't know if I answered your question or not, but. That's no, I'm, I like I'm trying it. to articulate what I've never articulated. I'm, I've, nobody's ever asked me how to, how I think before. So I'm trying to frame it. Yeah, I know it's hard. You know, for me, I, I always think, well, worse things already happened to me. So I can't imagine what else, yeah. you know, nothing is going to rise to that level. Um, and so, you know, I'm okay. Other things are going to suck too. Sure, there are going to be hard things, um, but it is, it's going to be okay. And I just, I do empathize with the pain that's out there. 
I know that there are a lot of hard things in our community and uh, I wish I could fix them all. I can't just one person. And yeah, I, I do. I like the word grace. I try to meet everything with grace. I also fail a lot. And then I try to give myself some grace. <laughs> yep. Sometimes and, it's harder giving ourselves grace than there's other people, right? It is. It is. But you know what? You go to bed and then the next day you hit the reset button and you try again. Yeah. That's all that's, all that's asked of us, really. So I, I do like your answer. You did a good job, even though nobody's ever asked that of you before. I was not going to lob you a softball at the end of this one. So uh, at the end of this podcast, I would say it was a tremendous success. Um, so glad that I got to introduce you and True North Disability Planning to our all of our um, listeners. I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. Eric Jorgensen, he is a really great guy and he is a really good coach. He's a great planner. Um, if nothing else, just go check out his website. Hopefully you will have a couple of minutes and think about this question that we asked you. Go ahead, leave us a rating review and jump on to specialneedscompanies.com or send us a DM and let us know. What do you think? How should we be collaborating? I think we'll be a force to be reckoned with. Hopefully you will enjoy and uh, let us know how we can help you. Thank you so much, Eric. It's so great to see you again. Thank you, Annette. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to take a second to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. I'm having a blast doing them, and I hope that you're finding the content to be what you were really hoping. If you are, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. It's so helpful in getting this content out to people who really need to hear it. Thank you so much.